Welcome to the Faith Mama's Tribe podcast, where we connect with Christ and community through real conversation. And guess what? No topic is off the table. I'm Dominique. And I'm Janice. And we're just two real moms who are excited to be with you on this journey. So grab your coffee. Or your tea. And let's chat, sis, and see where God leads us. And welcome to the tribe. Hey, y'all. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And like when the little music um, starts, I start like, you can't I know. I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, today, guys, we are going to talk about something I think is going to be awesome. Um, and I'm excited. So if this is your first time on the Faith Mamas podcast, we do basically topical Bible studies here. And we also have something called Mornings with Jesus, where we do a chapter by chapter, book by book Bible study. So you can check those out um, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Um, But on the Faith Mamas podcast, we do topical Bible studies. And if you are interested in learning how to do a topical Bible study, um, there are some resources in the description uh, that you can use to look up things like different words um, that you want to research, what the Bible has to say about them. Um, So I linked some of those things in the in the description box because we don't want to just be up here doing it. And then you're at home like, how do I do this? Right. Right. (laughs) Um, So those are linked in the description box. So make sure you check them out after today's podcast. And um, I'm excited to dig into this because, Janice, what is like one of the major things that you hear people complain about, like, especially moms, like all the time? I'm tired. Girl. Yeah, I fast because that's what <laughs> I can think of. I am yep. tired. Yep. I have too much to do. Girl, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I'm yes. overwhelmed. All of these things. Like, yep. I, I think I've said every single one of those words yesterday. Like I said it this morning and I haven't even talked to anybody yet, but you, I know, right? My kids are like, Oh my gosh, I'm tired. Girl, <laughs> I haven't started a day yet. It's crazy. Like, it's almost like you get into this cadence of life where you wake up tired. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. And it, yes. And I'm like, hold on, wait, what's wrong? Like, I'm like looking and trying to all the vitamins, trying to do all the things. Like, how can I get more energy? What in the world is wrong? Uh, why am I so tired? And then um, I think this impacts dads as well. My best friend, yeah. her husband, I say, I always say, how you doing, bro? And he goes, I'm tired. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just his automatic yeah, response. And I'm like, yo, something is wrong with the fact that we are always tired. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, We live in the Western world. So we live in, depending on where you are watching this from, just to let you know, Janice and I live in America. Mm -hmm. And so it always feels like, go, 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 go. I don't know what other cultures are like because I've never been in them, but it just always feels like, go. Like, don't stop until you crash. Go as hard as you possibly can. Yep. Oh. I, that's just what I, it's just crazy. It's just really crazy. But I'm here to talk about, uh, we are here to talk about the fact that God tells us to live life a little differently mm-hmm. than what we may be doing every day. I see CJ, um, she's joining us live and she says, 
That was me all day yesterday, right? We just go like it's just like run, get the kids ready, get the lunches packed. I gotta go to work. Why aren't you awake? Everybody is just going, going, going. And then what happens? The cycle continues because our children see us living like this, and so inevitably they're gonna grow up and they're gonna live like this too. Yes, because that's what they know. That's what they know. Yeah, I have no comments for because I'm extremely guilty. Yep. So I'm looking forward to this. I I am too. I'm really excited about it. So today we are actually going to do a topical Bible study on the topic of Sabbath. And I know for some that stirs up controversy and there's a ton of controversy when you say the word Sabbath, but it was a real thing that God spoke about and it has real principles attached to it. Um, No matter how much we want to muddy the waters as humans, it's, it has real principles. And we're going to look at what the principles of the Sabbath are and what uh, God talked about when he talked about the Sabbath and how, and how it impacts daily life. I'm just really excited about it. But before we do, before we go into Bible study, we want to pray and invite the Lord in. I encourage you whenever you are studying the Bible to start with prayer um, because, I mean, can we really study the Bible without the Holy Spirit? No. <laughs> no, not effectively. I'll tell you that much. You can yep. try, but it's not effective. You're right about it. All right, cousin, can you pray us in before we start? Absolutely, absolutely. Let us pray, dear Lord. We just um, present ourselves to you this morning. Our minds, our um, emotions, our bodies, everything, as we just prepare to take in what it is that you are going to reveal to us in your word about Sabbath. I thank you, Lord, for every woman who is going to be able to listen live or listen later to this message. Um, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that there's some truth that is awakened in her spirit so that she is able to receive this um, message and then also be able to take it in and just prepare her heart to be able to implement the beautiful gift you've given us in Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. All right, so where is Sabbath first mentioned in the Bible? It is mentioned in Genesis chapter two, verse one through three. And again, all these um, scriptures will reference are in the description, but it's Genesis chapter two, verse one through three. And this is the point where God has finished all of creation. This is he finished it on the six, all in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. He made this day holy, um, so that we would rest on this day as well. Um, and so that's where it's first mentioned. But I want to skip us forward a little bit to Exodus, and this is where the principle of Sabbath is really, really talked about and explained. So before we do that, I want to talk about Exodus. Exodus is a book about. The children of Israel exiting captivity or slavery. Like, I don't know. Would you add anything to that description, Janice? No, I think we should keep it simple. Don't muddy it. They're exiting. They're exiting. This is their exodus from slavery. Yes. And after they exit, we we hear the stories about how they, they, you know, got out of Egyptian captivity and the Red Sea parted and then they walked across the Red Sea and all these things. It was amazing. And whoa, God is so awesome. And then they get into the wilderness and they start grumbling. 
Mm-hmm. Well, their stomachs start grumbling. So then their mouths start grumbling. <laughs> right, right, right. There you go. We're hungry. We should just go back to Egypt where they at least we got food. At least we got this. At least we got that. So they're longing for the way their life was, even though it was horrible. Like the, the slavery they were in was horrible. And they were grumbling like, well, we should just go back there. At least at least we weren't going to die because we right. knew we were going to have food and all that stuff. And God addresses two major things with them mm-hmm. first, before he gives them the law, before he gives them the Ten Commandments, before all of this stuff. He addresses provision and rest with them. Mm-hmm. And he does this through what we call manna. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And then we're going to jump into Exodus chapter 20 or Exodus chapter 16, verse 21. So basically he gives them this manna and he says, um, this manna is going to fall from the sky. You go out every day and you collect what you need for that day. Don't try to collect more. Um, don't try to, you know, do all that. Don't try to be a hoarder and try to get as much as you can to make sure your family good and you don't care about nobody else. Just get what you need. And of course, there were people that went out and was like, I'm going to get more because you got to think about it. They were just coming out of slavery and slavery was every man for themselves. Like, so right. they, their mindsets were just like, I got to make sure I'm okay. I don't know this God like personally. And I don't know if he's going to change his mind and do something different. So I got to make sure my family's good. Okay. So there were some people that of course tried to take in more manna and they woke up the next day and the manna was rotten. Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't last more than a day. Mm -hmm. But then we come to another, a principle that he teaches them. So this was the, this was the truth of how they had to live for about five days, I believe. But then In Exodus chapter 16, verse 21, we see something different. So let's go there. This is where we're going to start our study from. Exodus chapter 16, verse 21. It says, after this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, They gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts for each person instead of two. Then all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. He told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, eat this food today for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. Some of the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. The Lord asked Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? They must realize 
that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That is why he gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out to pick up food on the seventh day. Whoo! This was, what God was doing was revolutionary. It really was. And the interesting thing is that um, he's so good because he'll introduce things to us that are to break habits mm-hmm. that we need to break in order to um, take care of us. Because at the end of the day, it's not being rude. He didn't say, well, tough luck. I'm going to give you food for six days. And on the sixth day, you can get the same amount you got on day five. He gave enough for day seven because it's a day that you're not supposed to do it. And the interesting I won't go to the part that people went out to look for, which makes me laugh. Um, but it's just he he still provided. So I'm going to stop there because if I think about the first thing, he gave instruction, but he didn't give instruction without providing. And I'll tell you why I call that out, Dominique, because a lot of times I feel that people think God is mean. He's mm-hmm. mad and he wants us to figure it out. So tough. But there's so many times where he gave instruction. And like you said, he gave provision. But here's the problem. We want to do it our way. Even when he's told us this is how I'm going to do it. We're still like, yeah, but I'm going to go on the seventh day anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm going to collect more than I need to anyway. He provided, he gave instruction, provision, and he provided. But it's still, the funny thing is, it's still all for them. That's the thing that gets us. It's all for our good. It's not yeah. the harmies. But that that was so much. There's so many things in this. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I see is that he's showing you you're not my slave. Oh, girl, hush. Let me, ooh, that hit me hard. Like, they were used to mm. life of slavery, right? They were used to, I have to work every day. There was no, like, we got mm. to work every day. Like, there was no, there's no grace. There's no mercy. There's no caring for your your well-being. Because what? If you die, you, I'm just going to get another one, you know, to do what you're doing. Like, you, I have no connection to you. And God, the God of the universe is now saying, look, I don't want y'all to do nothing mm. on this day. And it's further showing us that God's like, what you're doing is actually for yourself anyway. So I don't even need what you're doing on the six days. <laughs> like it's so seven day, I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to do anything. I, I want you to rest. I want you to not work. I'm gonna pro- I'm going to provide for you on the sixth day yep. to make sure you have everything you need for the seventh day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide for you so that you have more left over. I'm gonna make sure that that food sustains because remember the other days of the week the food would rot oh, if you yeah. try to keep it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm going to make sure it sustains. And he's like, and this, and I love what he says. This Mm. is my gift to you. We got to realize that Sabbath, when it came up, it wasn't about the law. It had nothing to do with you do this so that I would like you. You do this so that I will, you know, you can be my, my people. God called them his people even before they observed the Sabbath. The Sabbath was God's gift to them. Why? Because they had been working in slavery for generations. Yes. And he's basically saying, stop. Yep. Just stop. 
you stop. This is my gift to you. I've seen you. Mm-hmm. Woo, I, man, we could stop on that ver- that ch- that chapter we can and stay right there. Because he's basically like, I've seen you. Mm-hmm. I've seen your family. I've seen your mother. I've seen your grandmother. Mm-hmm. All work lo- like slaves, but they were slaves. And I'm saying stop. Regularly stop. Mm-hmm. And I will provide for this stop. I will provide for this pause in your weekly life. Because you're valuable. See, that's a a beautiful thing. I love that you said it. And I'm glad God led you here to have a start here because you're coming out of slavery. And I can only imagine they were devalued. You're just a body doing something that needs to be done. You're not um, taken care of properly. You're fed only because if you don't eat something, you won't be to work. But it's not because I care about you, you know, and I love the fact that here that God is really introducing who he is. And he's saying and not just who he is, but then he's also saying this is who you are. You're not a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. You're valuable. You you are so valuable. And I need you to take this time. And here's an interesting thing, too. You're you're valuable. But here's the thing. You're also in a human body and they were not made to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They, they were not made to run themselves in the ground doing things. They were actually made for my glory and to spend time with me too. And, you know, but yeah, we'll get to some of that before, but you're right. that He's so, God is so awesome to just show us how much he loves us in this right here. He doesn't want you working 24 seven. And I, and it's amazing that this is how he introduces himself to them. Yeah. Could introduce himself any other way, but he, he could have said, I'm going to show you who I'm going to show you where to go pick this to make this man up. But he he made it appear himself. So he superseded so many things just with with those like just with the start of the man to say, watch this. This is what I'm going to do. And here's the thing. I'm going to then show you that I have more. You don't have to hoard it. So there's going to be enough every day. Mm. Don't go get too much more. And even if you do, it's going to spoil. Don't hold it after whatever. I'm going to give you enough for each day. This is who I am. So you don't have to take from anyone else. You don't have to worry. There's not going to be enough. I have enough. Just go Mm. eat and wake up tomorrow and some more be there. And he shows them too. I'm different than Pharaoh. Yes. Because we have to understand that was their experience with authority. Yep. Different than Pharaoh. Sometimes let's be real. In some of our lives, we didn't have a very good daddy. And so he's like, I'm different than your daddy. Like he steps in and he shows you that I'm different though. Right. And we know that, or or we may know some of my study, I I know that um, the children of Israel didn't get it. And that generation did die off. And the next generation is who went into the promised land because they didn't get it that God was different, that he wasn't going to lead them somewhere and then kill them off, that he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to take them somewhere and decide, oh, I don't need this one. Let me get a new batch. Like he, that he wasn't going to do that. And that's what he was trying to show them. Like, I'm going to provide, I'm going to be here, you know, trust me. And they didn't believe him. It didn't matter really what he did. They didn't believe him. But this is what he's, he's setting up for them is saying, look, This is who I am. I'm going to provide for you. And then I want you to rest and trust me that I've got you. Like you can rest. You don't have to do what you did under Pharaoh. I'm a different type of king. 
Like, I'm a different type of king. And then, okay, let's go over to Exodus. So now we're coming, let's go over to Exodus chapter 20. Now we're going into where it actually became a command. So a lot of times we talk about Sabbath and some people are like, you know, Sabbath is on uh, this day, Sabbath is on that day. This is the day I go to church. This is the day I go to church. And we get into these ridiculous arguments. Yeah, We're not going to get into all those, but we get into these ridiculous arguments and we forget the principle of the Sabbath. So before the commands, before all that, Sabbath existed. It existed at the beginning of everything. Mm -hmm. And it existed when God pulled them out of Egypt. He showed them this principle, and now we're now we're going to get into where he put it in the commandments. Mm-hmm. And so Exodus chapter twenty, uh, starting at verse eight, it says, "Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God." On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Mm-hmm. So now we get further instructions on what this Sabbath day principle looks mm-hmm. like. And he addresses a few things in this. So he's like, not only is it don't collect food, he's saying don't work at all. That's don't right. do ordinary work, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get deeper in and more, we learn more about the principles of the Sabbath throughout the scriptures. Um, but basically it's like, don't buy, don't sell, you know, um, don't do ordinary work, the ordinary tasks that you would do. And not only just, not only you, but your husband, your children, um, at that time they had servants, your servants, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is revolutionary. You're yeah. telling me that none of my servants can work. Yeah. And he's like, this goes for everybody mm-hmm. in this, in, within the children of Israel, anyone attached. And he even says foreigners, if there's someone coming in from out of town and they don't observe the custom of Sabbath, I don't care if they are there with you, they don't work either. Mm-hmm. Even if you, even if they're a contractor and they came in to do a job, well, okay, we'll do the job tomorrow. Not today. <sighs> like everybody <Ooh>. stop. <laughs> yep. Even your animals, even your animals. Everybody stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a day of complete rest. And I think that this concept sounds so revolutionary when you talk about it from the Western cons- construct. And this is why it's so damaging, I think, to talk about it just from what day I go to church, just from that lens. Yeah. Because we all know, or at least I know, that I go to church and still be busy. Yep. It's not restful. It's not a day I stop. Why? Because I go to church and then afterwards I go to the grocery store. I got to pick up this and that. And then I, I then I cook and I got to do this and I got to do that. And then I wash all these dishes. It feels like it. It feels like just another day. 
Mm-hmm. So we know that it's not necessarily attached only to the day you worship. And we also know that in the book of Acts, they said that the, the, the body of believers there, they got together and studied the Bible every single day. Every day. Every day. Yep. But it's about stopping. Trusting God. Why don't we stop? Janice, why don't we stop? Because we don't trust him and we think we have all these things that we have to do and it's all on us. And if we stop, I'll tell you why I stop. I don't stop. I won't talk about everybody else. I'll talk about me because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. Mm. Man, I had that time. And if I don't do it, I'm going to miss it. Or who's going to do it if I don't do it? If I don't do it, how's this going to happen? And it all boils down to I'm not trusting. Mm -hmm. I'm not trusting them. And the, the interesting thing is, and we'll get, maybe we'll end the the app have some fun, not fun facts, but real hardcore facts, because here's the interesting thing. I'm curious to see how many of us burn out, run ourselves in the ground and are over committing and overdoing things because we're not doing this. Because the interesting thing, when we talk about Sabbath rest, he keeps talking about here, it is holy. And I was sitting here because I was trying to look real fast. I was like, let me make sure I'm tracking with holy. Like we know holy is set apart, but here's the thing. He's saying set it apart for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Set it apart from me. Like, I'm the one who knows you. We should spend time with God every day. I'm, I mean, you can't help, but it's, here's the interesting thing. If you don't want to spend time with him every day, now he's always there spending time with you because you can't exist without him. So, like, but we that, that knowledge of taking and pausing and letting the person who knows everything we need refresh us is so important. And we need to set time apart for that. Not do the same thing you do every six, the other six days. Because when you do it, you're not setting it apart. It's the same thing. It hasn't changed. So why don't we do that? Why don't we set it apart for me? Like I said, because I'm like, if I don't do this, it's not going to get done. And oh my gosh, you know the deadlines. Do you know what I have to do? Yeah. Yeah, God, I'll talk to you. We talk every day. Talk to you anyway. So why do I have to set time apart to talk to you and observe Sabbath this way? Yeah. And and this is, man, it's so, you're so, it's so real. What you said is so real because for me, it's the same thing. I got to do this. I got to do this. I, oh. Like yesterday, right? As so, it's funny. I've gone in and out of observing the Sabbath. Right? I'll do it, and then the cares of this world, and all of a sudden, I'll stop doing it. But let me tell you something: when I do it, everything changes about the week. Everything. Mm. Somebody said once to me, "He was like the Sabbath makes you do life different." Hmm. And it really does. It makes you slow down everything else. And one of the things that I realized is that they had this day of preparation. And so we're going to talk about like all the principles we see here, but they had a day of preparation and it started, we started seeing this principle in the wilderness with them when he said, collect double the manna. So basically saying the day before the Sabbath, prepare for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. which means make sure all of your chores and everything that was supposed to be done, make sure you get them done because on this day, you're not going to do any of it. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends that just, that observes that like truly and rests, her family rests on this day, this particular day, she said that it causes you to not, muddy your life with so much stuff because Mm -hmm. that leads to even more things you have to do on the day of preparation. So you start lessening the Mm -hmm. things so that the day of preparation doesn't become a, because you're so much to do. 
So she said, slowly but surely, over time with this practice, she said she started getting rid of things out of her general life that were just fluff so that she didn't have so much to do on this preparation day. Mm-hmm. And so it, and it, it, it changes the way you think. And so yesterday, um, I work from home, right? And so my work, my work travels with me mm-hmm. everywhere I go, on my phone, everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I put my phone in a box. And it happened in the middle of the day. I put my phone in a box because what I found at the beginning of the day, I was, okay, I'm just going to do this one more thing. I'm just going to do this one more thing. I put my phone in a box. I put the box on top of my dresser. And then we left the house to go to the grandmother's house and Mm -hmm. just be there. We talked about scripture. We talked with one another. And I realized how clear my mind was Mm -hmm. as I let go of all of the everything that I was doing, everything I felt like was important. And Mm -hmm. I let go to just be present with my family, present with the Lord. It's transformational. Just hearing you say that, because it's interesting, you know, it made me think about my daughter. So we're moms here, right? And I'll say this real quick. Um, And, she, you know, she makes me laugh because she's like, all parents do is work and they don't want to have fun. And I'm like, where does she get this stuff from? Well, hello. So I'm, I'm a fun mama, first of all. I don't know what she's talking about. But <laughs> I know that to your point, all she sees me in front of a lot of time, or like I'm on my phone or I'm on the computer you know, and I'm doing things. And, and like you said, I work from home too. So when I'm working, I'm always on the computer, just like what we're doing now. But then even if I'm doing things afterward, I'm still on the computer. So then I'm doing that and she's trying to ask me something. I'm like, yeah, or I'm da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah. And so now she's at six and she does this thing where if I'm talking to her and I'm doing something on my phone, she says this, she says, mommy, did you hear me? And she keeps saying, did you hear what I said? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. I did. And she said, yeah, I knew because you just said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what she was showing me is I'm not present. Mm-hmm. Now, every time your kid talks, you got to stop everything because sometimes stuff is happening. But what it did show me to your point is that sometimes we're doing so many things, we're not present. And guess what? Like you said, the generation after us is saying being an adult is horrible. It sucks. You mm-hmm. guys work all the time. You don't have fun. You don't laugh. All you do is work, work, work. And our minds are like, whatever, we're providing for you. Do you understand what it means? to? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you have a roof over your head and food to eat and this and that. And you can play soccer, whatever we're trying to do. You have a college fund, whatever we're doing. But we're not present mm-hmm. because we're doing too much. Yeah. And not saying not to do it those other days, but what, what if we observed Sabbath and took that time where we deliberately, our child, my child knew. So we, her and I have this rule sometimes. We'll say electronics down. So her iPad is down, my phone is down, and we're sitting there watching a movie and we can't touch it because we're not, I'm not present if I don't. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you gave that example. And I know we have to get ready to close, but I love that you gave that example because we don't realize the depth of what we're actually teaching when we do this. When we don't take a day and stop and trust God, we're teaching our kids that you have to do it. There's nobody else. There's no God that's going to provide for you. It's by the, it's by what you do. It's by, and and the thing about it is God was trying to teach them. I will provide. He's not saying don't work. He says, yeah, work, but only for six days and then stop. And he, he shows them that I will provide for you. 
I can do more in your six days than you can do alone in your seven. Mm -hmm. And so when we do this, right, when we stop, we're teaching our kids, look, mommy's not the provider. Hmm. Yep. God is the provider. Like it's a reset or we Mm -hmm. need to remind ourselves, but we need to also show our kids because think about it. Eventually our kids are going to grow up and they're going to model the same things that they saw us do and maybe even more so, right? Mm -hmm. But when we begin to model this day of rest where we stop, we stop from what what the the scriptures say, our ordinary work. We set this day apart and we rest and we stop trying to strive. We stop trying to make it. We stop trying to get to our goals. We stop trying to crush it. We stop trying to hustle. Like we stop all Mm -hmm. of that regularly and remind ourselves God's got this. And I think that the trick of a seven day hustle and grind is that we trick ourselves into thinking that we got this. It's (laughs) me. And I know for me, that's me. Like I trick myself into thinking, no, 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 it's me. I got this. I take care of me. I take care of mine. And God's like, I need you to stop so you can remind your own mind. No, God's got me. And we have to think that the Sabbath was before the law. The Sabbath was before the commands. The Sabbath was, this was before all of that, that God started talking about the Sabbath and the importance of taking that day to stop. And then I believe that sometimes as believers, and we're really going to get off. I know we got to go. But I think it's sometimes as believers, we get into this whole thing and we say, we say, oh, well, you know, now we have rest in Jesus. So we don't need to rest a day. The Sabbath was before the fall. So it no. Was before the fall. <laughs> it is important to stop. <laughs> like, it's like, what? I love Jesus that you said it was before the fall. It was before the fall. So no, that's not true. That's a myth. Come on. I I, I thought that for a while. Well, you know, and I think because I, I can be quite a workaholic. Yeah. So I'll be like, well, you know, I'm resting in Jesus every day. But are you? But are you really, though? But are you re- like I had to ask myself because I would say that, well, you know, I'm a New Testament Christian, so I'm resting in Jesus. And yeah. I just feel like Jesus was looking at me side. I like, seriously, but are you though? Because all I see is you running around like a chicken with her egg cut off and trying to get all these things accomplished. Talking about something. I'm resting in Jesus and being ref- refusing to take one day. He's like, all I'm saying is take one day and stop every mm-hmm. single week. One day. That's it. That's it. That's one it. day. Set it apart, holy. Is for me, and and I, yes, we're gonna go. We're gonna go, and we'll get if we ever, whenever you start reading, we get past Old Testament, we get the New Testament. We see where there was some conflict, and, and Jesus was addressing some things with them on the Sabbath. But here's the thing: they had gotten so strict, you can't walk, <laughs> can't breathe. But <laughs> but your mama done fell down the steps. Too bad, mama. See you tomorrow because it's Sabbath and I can't help you up. Like we take stuff too, they went too far. And it's like your heart is so busy trying to like, 
you know, like they went so hard that you're missing the communion. Because remember, the holy is set apart for God. It's a day for him to pour into you. So guess what? You might be sitting there set apart and he might have you interceding for someone. That doesn't mean you shut all the way down. It's just very deliberate rest. And, and I believe it's, it clears a channel. Like you were saying, Dominique, like the focus gets clear. You mentioned someone saying the focus gets clear. It also spiritually clears you so you can hear them. So mm-hmm. the stuff that needs to be addressed, you can address that. Guess mm-hmm. what? You know what? Call and check on your neighbor. You don't know why am I calling my neighbor? You just pick up the phone and call because the Holy Spirit's telling you. Guess what? She was having a breakdown. You got to be clear. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're clear to do kingdom business, but you're doing it in a way where it's assisted. He's not asking you to go act, do work. You still rest. Don't get me wrong. I ain't telling you to write a Bible study. I didn't say that. <laughs> but you, you listen to what he's telling you to do during this time. It's a clear time where you're not doing all this so you can't hear. Mm-hmm. You can and, hear. and I love how simple, so simple, how simple he was in Exodus. Don't yeah. do ordinary work. Ordinary. That don't, work. don't let your children do ordinary work. Your servants aren't doing ordinary work. Now, their ordinary work looks different than our ordinary work, but don't. it's a rest from ordinary work. Ordinary work. I'm glad you he said He didn't even that. tell them. Think about it. Think about how simple he was. He didn't even say, on this day, I want you to go witness to 100 people so you can prove that you are really setting it apart for me. He didn't even say that. All he said was, don't go get manna. That's how it all started. This is how it all started. He 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 was super simple. First of all, just don't go, don't go out and get more manna, and 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 cook it the day before, so you don't even have to cook it. Yep. On this day, that was it. And then when it when it comes up in the commandments, it's like don't do ordinary work, and don't let nobody in your household do ordinary work. And what Jesus was addressing, and we really are going to go. This is so good. We are. Oh, this is so much in it. <laughs> it is. But what Jesus was addressing, like you said. They made it super religious. Well, I can't do it. But not only did they make it super religious, they got the Sabbath police. This is basically what was happening. They were policing like, you doing it right? You doing And he's like, first of all, get, get up out of their house. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. And, and go back. It's basically go back to the basics. What are you doing? What you're doing is hypocrisy and it doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, I love Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was awesome. And and Jesus is awesome. And so I'm excited about this. I want to see, I want to challenge us. I'm going to go ahead All and right. do it. I want to challenge us to, to right. rest one day a week. There are a couple principles I'm going to quickly go over about the Sabbath. Number one, there needs to be a day of preparation before it. Don't just go into a day and say, I'm going to rest this day, but you don't have any preparation. So what's going to happen if you don't have any preparation? You're going to be scrambling on that day of rest because everything is undone. So basically, it's like pick a day that you're going to prepare to rest mm-hmm. and then rest. Have a day you're preparing to rest and then rest. And then the biggest principle is, and then trust me. Mm-hmm. And wow. then trust God. Super simple. Have a day of preparation, a day of rest, and trust God. All right. That's a challenge. Look, I challenge you just this week. I'm not even saying you're going to commit to it forever. I hope you do because I'm telling you this principle is life-changing. But I'm just saying just one week. Try, try God's way one week. One week. This week, say, right on a calendar. Day of preparation, day of rest for mm-hmm. everybody in my household. One week. And then come in the app and let us know how it went. 
That's it. That's it. And you know what? I'm not a Pharisee. I'm not a Sadducee. So I ain't coming to check for you. Did you do it? Like, but try one day or one week, one week, day of preparation, day of rest. And then you might want to do it another day, another week, and another week, and another week. And it just, it's not saying it's going to go perfectly the first week. That's right. But you, I, I believe that we're going to notice something different when we begin to stop hustle and grinding every day of the week and we begin to trust that God can do more in six in six days than we can do in seven. I'm not going to say it. What are you going to say? Because I'm sitting here and you said, when you said that part, I'm just like, you said to trust him. He trusted what he did those six days. He wasn't worried that the sun wasn't going to come up or the stars weren't going to, or the trees, that's not going to work. He knew what he did. He trusted it and he sat back and rested. He trusted himself because he knew who he was. So he's like, same thing. I love what you just said. So trust, trust him. If it falls apart because you messed something up, like you forget, the sun probably was, should still come up. This Jesus comes first. This moon is still. It, it's not that major unless you leave a child somewhere. You forget them type thing. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, I love that you said it because I believe it's going to take the fire drills we have away and we're going to realize that's okay. Yeah. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what everybody's going to post. And I can guess what, Janice, I'm not coming for you. I'm not checking for you, but I can't wait to see what you're going to say. I can't wait to see what I'm going to post too, because my brain is blowing up just thinking about like, oh my God, wait, you want me to do what? Right. You want and, me guess to what, really? dance? and guess what it would have to make you do? It would have to make us all inform people. Yeah. Hey, this is my day. I don't, I don't do, like it wouldn't have to make us yeah. inform people. I'm sorry. I can't do that on this day because. Yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, it makes you say no. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Oh, I see my, my mother in law is on here, Kingdom Talk Channel, and she says, I remember when um when we used to wash and clean and cook everything. So they had a day of preparation okay. and everybody would come eat on Sunday because everything was already prepared. Not oh. I remember people talking about even the stores were closed. Like this, this is not the culture we live in today, but even the stores, like everything shut down. There was nowhere to go. New Orleans right. still did this during Katrina and it was beautiful. This is why I love that city. I don't know if they still do it, but during That's Katrina, true. they would shut everything down and they would come and all the restaurants would leave food out for the poor. Oh, that was, it was awesome. the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I don't know if they still do it, but it, when we went down to help for Hurricane Katrina, that's what they did. They, the, the restaurant would shut down everything and they would they would have food that was already prepared. They would have food that was already prepared and they would, you know, they would leave it out to make sure everybody ate, but nothing was open. No restaurants, no nothing. And it was a day where you rested and it was day four just resting. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. Wow. And so I'm excited to see what we all experience. I see Shanda says that she started doing this and it really does encourage us to not only just do it in our own homes, but to inform people um, that we're doing it. Inform your boss. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do that on this day. 
because now it, now y'all don't be like my Sabbath day is is on a Tuesday when I'm supposed to go to work. Nah, don't right. <laughs> you a nurse. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the patient's jacked up because you want Sabbath. Come on now. Right. Don't <laughs> Come on now. Don't do that. But don't no, granted, that. there are there are jobs that work, they literally are open seven days a week. Right. And you can say, you know, this day is where I observe Sabbath, right? And you can, you know, a lot of people have taken it back scripture. I've seen friends of mine that do this and they basically go into the scripture. They give the Bible verses to their, their employers and say on the seventh day, they take it as on Saturday, I cannot work because of my religious beliefs. And, and they show it and they prove it that this is, this is true according to my religion and then they take it. So just some of the things that, that you can think about. Um, as far as if you have one of those jobs that, you know, you work every single day um, and you have to prove that this is something you do for your religious beliefs. It's in the scripture, so you can. And we have given you in the description box tons of scriptures um, where it is mentioned, New Testament and Old Testament scriptures. So make sure to study it out for yourself um, and see where the Lord leads you. Um, I'm just excited to be talking about this principle of Sabbath and how it changes our lives. And I'm excited to come back. We will not be here on Father's Day, but the, the Sunday after that, we'll be back talking about personal application. How can this apply in my personal life? What can I do? We tiptoed on it a little bit, but we're going to talk about that. And then the following week, we're going to talk about cultural application. What does this look like when I live in a culture that does not observe the Sabbath? They lived in a culture that observed the Sabbath. The whole, all of the children of Israel were to observe the Sabbath. What does it look like in a culture that doesn't? Anyway, I'm really excited about this topical Bible study of Sabbath. I pray that you guys enjoyed it. Um, like, like we said at the beginning, Sundays is the time that we do topical Bible studies where we take topics that you guys say that you want to study out and we study them. Um, and then Monday through Friday is when we do uh, chapter by chapter, book by book Bible studies on Mornings with Jesus. So come and join us then as well. Currently, we are studying from the book of what book are we Ephesians. In? Ephesians. I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> we, we are in the book of Ephesians. Um, and so come and join us. We love you guys so very, very much. And we can't wait to see how God begins to just kind of explode this principle of Sabbath mm -hmm. in our lives to really change our lives. And I believe that God's intention is not for us to wake up tired and to feel yeah. overwhelmed every day of our life. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray out. And then I hope to see you guys in the app um, and we'll continue this conversation. Maybe we'll start talking about some myth busters about Sabbath because this is this this is a principle that people just argue about for no apparent reason. And like we just made a whole bunch of stuff up. Right. I'm like, we don't need to argue about this. Let's just study what the scriptures say. Like it's not that let's not be Pharisees, guys. We don't need Pharisees and Sadducees. We just don't need it anymore. We don't need it. They never needed it. We didn't need no. it. No. <laughs> no. We don't need this. Okay. Anyway. All right, let's go ahead and pray out. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you are doing and all that you are teaching us, God. We are so grateful, Lord God, for the principles that you've taught us in the scriptures, Lord God, and for how they apply to our lives today. We thank you um, for this text. We thank you for all that we can learn from, from and about you. And we are just grateful, Lord. We pray that you would take everything we learned today, Lord God, and that you would begin to work in our hearts and show us what it is that you want us to see individually and collectively. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I love you guys. We will see you guys. Let's see. What day is that? Let me, we will see you guys June 27th as we continue this conversation in this Bible study on Sabbath. And if you are not in the app, please join. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with somebody. All right. Love y'all. All right. Love you, ladies. The Faith Mamas Tribe app is the number one social media app for Christian moms. Say hello to a social media app curated with encouraging content and filled with women desiring to connect with Christ and community. Find Bible study plans, a place for prayer requests, live prayer streams, encouraging posts, and much more. So, if you're looking for a safe social media app to encourage you in your faith and connect you with other women of faith, then you want the Faith Mamas Tribe app. Download this free app today on your Apple or Android device. We can't wait to meet you.